Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hello! Are you happy, joyous, and free today, despite the fact that we are in the midst of a global crisis? A crisis, by the way, that was caused by our abuse of animals in the food system. You know, people like to talk about live markets somewhere over there doing terrible things. But as Jane Goodall said, um, this is really a crisis that emanated from our disrespect of animals, our disrespect of uh, nature. We have an incredibly special guest with us, Derek Sarno of Wicked Healthy Kitchen, Wicked Healthy Foods, transformative business that is changing all of England and way beyond. There's so much to ask you, Derek. Um, tell us your take on this pandemic as it relates to the plant-based food industry of which you are a leader. Oh, the pandemic. I mean, that's a big, that's a big thing to talk about at the moment, right? We're all living it. So as far as in the, into the plant-based stuff, I think, I think it's only going to help the plant-based movement because if people aren't realizing the connection between animals, eating animals and this whole issue virus we have it's really it's really life-changing at the moment and i'm so happy right now that we have actual food out so we started wicked kitchen a couple years ago we launched in the uk and i can't imagine not having that food on the shelves right now for people having those vegan options it's i think a lot more of that style of food is going to be coming out and it's i mean it's the right thing to be doing right Absolutely, it's the right thing to be doing, and it is the solution. And we here at Jane Unchained do everything we can to help consumers connect the dots. Um, of course, mainstream media really isn't doing that job, which they should be. Uh, no. And now we're starting to see that a lot of slaughterhouse plant workers are coming down with coronavirus because they're working elbow to elbow, slaughtering animals, yet it's considered an essential business. Um, for us who see People think eating animals is the solution, essential business. We see it as the problem, what started it all. Um, do you think that this crisis can be used to shift consciousness globally as regards our treatment of animals? We just had Jane Goodall come out, I believe it was yesterday, saying this stems from our disrespect of animals. The Pope himself has said, this is nature's response to climate change. There is this growing sense that there is a message buried in all of this crisis, but are people connecting the dots to their own food choices as consumers? And then we'll move on to, to your amazing work, but this is obviously what's on yeah. everybody's mind today. I mean, I don't, I don't think people want to make that connection because then that means them losing, doing what they find pleasure in, which is eating animals. You know, some of us don't, I don't find pleasure in that. You don't find pleasure in that. I don't think it's the right thing to be doing as far as killing anything for our food, but people are stuck on their habits. So whatever reinforcement they can t 
take and grab and hold on to is what they're going to be doing. And that I think, I think the pandemic is an amazing thing that is like you had said, shifting the whole consciousness. It's, it's gonna, it's working that way. Right. I don't know how it's all going to play out, but I do feel like a lot of people are going to be looking at going plant-based for this. I mean, they should be, it's less expensive. It's much healthier for you. It's way better for the environment. I mean, there's so many amazing qualities to eating plant-based that I don't know why we don't all, we already do it. Well, you're helping to make it happen across Europe and the United States. So tell us, because there is so much that you're doing, it's almost impossible to write a short sentence to describe. (laughs) I mean, you are um, bringing uh, vegan products to Tesco for people in the United States who may not be familiar. It's one of the largest grocery chains in the entire world. And you and your brother and your team have brought uh, plant-based to Tesco. You've also worked very closely with Whole Foods to accelerate plant-based at Whole Foods. You've got Good Catch, which is this incredible seafood alternative. Um, mm. Just bring us up to date on the many things you're doing. It's truly mind-boggling. Yeah, so thank you very much. And uh, it's it's a passion of all, all of all of ours on the team and for the whole community as far as being vegan and plant-based and pushing the movement forward. Um, so at, in the UK, we launched a couple of years ago, the whole Wicked Kitchen range, and you can find that at wickedkitchenfoods.com. So you can see a list of the products. And we have about roughly around 70 products right now on shelf, ranging, wow. from, ranging from front of store, which would be sandwiches and salads and snacking items, to back of store, which, is, which would be ready meals, pizzas, um, different meal kits. And then also we've gone into grocery now with sauces, the spice line, the instant pot noodles style stuff. And we're, you know, we're working on frozen, we're working on every category in a grocery store. So if you can imagine looking across the grocery store and just having plant-based options clearly labeled specifically made for this, that's what Wicked Kitchen is doing. And so we were the first ones to launch the largest line of them. And that is hopefully really influencing other countries and other stores and other companies to do the same. You know, it's about creating that competition. And what happened in the UK is once we launched, everybody had to compete with us because nobody had it. It was really amazing knowing that like we launched the first really large vegan brand in a mainstream way that was more than just a single ingredient item. You know, there's lots of these companies like Beyond Meat and Tofurky, they're launching these items right and we all know those they've been out for a while but wicked kitchen what it does was made meals out of all these amazing vegetables and different items and brought them all together and so that is what i think the future of food is going to be it's part of it you know having yes and i want to ask you about good catch because that is fascinating to me and correct me if i'm wrong i seem to have read that a major seafood company is in some way, shape, or form, partnering you, partnering yeah. with you on seafood alternatives, which to me is huge. Yeah, yeah. Bump, so Bumblebee has is, is a part of it. And I will admit, I am not the expert at Good Catch. I am a part of it, but I focus all of my attention on Wicked Kitchen Foods. And then that's what my brother, Chad, he runs and develops and does a lot of the culinary stuff for Good Catch as we're both founders of the company. But when Tesco called. I went over to Tesco and worked with Wicked Kitchen and Chad has stayed and done the good catch stuff. 
but what they're doing is pretty amazing and it's a fantastic product. And we just got it into Tesco ourselves a couple months ago. So it's on the shelves there and in America. I mean, the whole tuna, the seafood, it's, it's an amazing opportunity, you know, and it's the, I think it's the best product on the market for seafood alternatives. Yeah. And seafood is another big issue. I mean, we talk about killing 70 to 90 billion land animals, cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, and lambs every year. But there's also uh, the trillions. If we add in fish, it's in the trillions that of, of beings that we kill unnecessarily. No human really needs to eat any animal. And that is the key click that we have to get as a society. I want to jump on a caller. Jessica is on hold from Arizona. Jessica, your question or thought for Derek Sarno. Hi, thanks. Hi, Derek. Um, I wanted to know what product that you have out on the market now are you most excited about? And what, if you can give us a hint, what upcoming product are you most excited about? Oh, awesome. So in the UK, I'm, I'm super excited about these instant noodles that we've been doing. So, you know, just add hot water and go. That's the, one of the newest products we have on, on shelves right now in Tesco. Uh, and in the US, I would, you know, we only have Good Catch here as far as Wicked goes in our influence, but we are working on the US brand. So I'm really, really excited by the, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll start seeing stuff come on shelves in the US. So we, constantly everybody's asking to bring it over to the u.s and we've been working on it it's just not as easy as as just turning on a switch you know so i'm super excited to bring it to the u.s and hopefully i love that idea i absolutely love the noodles and uh i do buy some of the vegan products now that are the unchicken with the noodles Um, and uh i think that that there's this whole speed of eating a uh, culture that actually has been reversed now that everybody's stuck at home and people yeah. are actually cooking regular meals. But in the pre-coronavirus era, people were operating so quickly at such a fast, fast, fast pace that just grabbing one of those things, and I've been uh, a consumer of those, is is great. And yeah, I love them. Yeah, so it's it's absolutely brilliant. Now, 2019 was a banner year for veganism. Many thought it was the breakthrough year of all years, myself included. You had the Beyond Meat IPO, the most successful initial public offering since the 2008 financial crisis. And obviously it's taken a hit now, but so has everything else. And it's actually, last time I checked, going back up again. Um, You had all these fast food franchises adding vegan products whether it's Denny's, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Carl's Jr., Burger King, McDonald's test marketing, a vegan burger in Ontario, Canada. I don't know how many tests they need before they (laughs) around the world and say, hello, the time has come. But obviously that would be the big kahuna to get uh, McDonald's to make, to sell something that tastes good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So do you think that this coronavirus has put a screeching halt to that? Or what do you see when we all come out of our homes and I know it's going to be a rolling, a rolling emergence and it's, we don't know what it's going to look like yet, but I personally have been struggling to keep vegan restaurants in my city, LA uh, alive and they're hanging on by their fingernails. Is this going to be a wipeout or is it only the strong survive? Um, What do you see down the road considering we're facing this unprecedented uh, crisis? 
Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, if you look at the restaurant industry in general, they're really, really affected by this, vegan or not. It's gonna be, it's hard. It's gonna be hard on any small businesses, right? Until the government can step in and, and help out with with that part. As far as ag on agenda items, I can speak for myself. Is like it's a priority in Tesco, so it logically, in my mind, it should be a priority here in this country. There's a lot of development going on, but what people are doing right at the moment is just focusing on the basics and making sure we have on shelf what is already there. So a lot of the new product development is being on put on hold as far as on my end and just focusing on making sure we can get what we already have out on the product on the shelf. And then we're starting to look, you know, I'm still constantly, constantly developing and creating new products, but that will come as things get safer. I mean, I'm working in, on it in the background just to have it ready to go when we can turn it on. But companies right now, manufacture, everybody's affected by this. It's not just the restaurants. It's, it's the suppliers and getting all the products to the restaurants. I mean, it, it's, it's like you said, it's unprecedented what's happening. So I, I don't have the answer to everything. I'm still playing, list, listening and watching how it all unfolds as well. So, Well, I think that this is a time for everybody to look at how you can turn a negative into a positive. Yeah, and I, I know, for example, we're doing a lot more interviews remotely. We actually have more content going out because I used to go in person to do our daily lunch break lives, um, yeah. traveling around LA for an hour maybe to get to somebody's house was a lot of fun, but now it's like you do it from your house. Okay. So, and then we're doing more. We have a new business show with Elizabeth Alfano. We have Veganism and the Law with Carissa Krantz. We have uh, Danny Rukin doing a vegan poetry jam. So we, we've all, we've had everybody. And of course, I don't want to ever mention individuals because then the others who are doing all this amazing work feel left out. But Aaron Riley Carrasco does a uh, Saturday show. So we've actually expanded um, and I think a lot of businesses obviously are going virtual as Dr. Silas Rao, who wants to create a vegan world by 2026 said, this is mother nature saying, go inside and cocoon. And isn't it interesting that she gave us the tools that she waited until we had the tools to communicate remotely before doing this so that we could still function and hopefully use this time to reassess our lives, reassess uh, what we're doing, whether it's right or wrong. And I'm not just talking about vegans. I'm talking about uh, people in general. I've had to reassess my life is now that it feels like you're taking your life into your hands every time you order something, is it worth it? Is that thing that I ordered actually really that important? And so I've had to look at that myself and say, you know, Jane, stop these, any impulse purchases that are just based on whatever, that, that are not based on true need. And yeah, so, you know, I'm reassessing my life, even as a vegan, uh, that's not the only change that we need to make. So um, I feel that this is an opportunity not only to reassess and meditate, and hopefully people who are eating animals will come out the other side and say, I don't need to do that. Look what it's done to our world. But also to uh, do all the things that one doesn't normally have time to do. For example, with vegan restaurants, do that video you always wanted to do. Yeah. Upgrade your menu. Uh, get on all these delivery platforms that you may not have been on. Uh, do you? Th if you had one message for vegan businesses as 
one of the most successful vegan business entrepreneurs there, what would you tell them? Don't give up. I mean, this is a, it's a new era. There's new opportunities. It's, you just have to, so how I handle it is just, I get angry and then I try to tamper that down and see through the anger. There's opportunity in what's happening here. There's a lot of opportunity. It's just in a different form that we have to really be creative and see how we're going to use it. So whether it's like the, the delivery platforms, whether we're having starting restaurants that just have kitchens and only deliver now, I mean, there's all kinds of different opportunities. There's different opportunities online, offering free classes. Um, so we at Wicked Healthy, we put together a free cooking class course for kids. You can find that on our on our uh, blog. So that's wickedhealthyfoods.com and on YouTube. So we've been doing a lot of YouTube videos about how to use products that you have in the house that are super simple, super basic, and always plant-based because we always cooking vegan. So we have created this one course, as I was mentioning, about plant-based cooking for kids and like what families can do and really involving them at a young age and helping them build the foundation to, to better their experience with plants so they'll try more and eat more vegetables. All right. And we've got Paige on Cal from California on hold. Paige, what is your question or thought for Derek Sarno? Hi, okay. yes. I love all the initiatives and um, innovations that Wicked Healthy comes up with. I've seen you guys multiple times in the in the Los Angeles area at some of our fabulous events and, you know, chef cooking right there in person. It's been so amazing. Is it true you have multiple books? And I think you just talked about the family videos you're doing. I just stumbled upon something like that. Is that true? That is true. And we have a couple of cookbooks. We have the Wicked Healthy Cookbook, and then we also wrote the Whole Foods Market cookbook for with John Mackey and that's all centered around being really healthy you know wicked healthy is a little bit more 80 80 percent healthy 20 percent wicked with you know we do use a little bit of oil and sugar and salt whereas the whole foods cookbook is specifically on healthier plant-based eating and and of course sorry the youtube channel we've been really ramping up especially in this time because we have time to do it and that's one of the reasons why i'm in arizona i'm next to my video guy so we can shoot some videos here and promote at least be doing more content which people yeah. i think really want and need yeah and so if people wanted to have their kids right now when they're at home with their kids and a lot of people are like oh my gosh this is overwhelming the child is or the children are constantly around me you know asking questions and wanting interaction this would be a perfect thing to do with the kids. Where do they go to get that information to be able to do Wicked Healthy Kids? So if you go on to Wicked Healthy YouTube, it's right on there. It's one of the playlists. So it's called Plant-Based Cooking, uh, Wicked Healthy Kids Plant-Based Cooking Course. And it's with my brother, Chad, and he is a saint in the kitchen with these kids. And it's it is entertaining and informative and educational. So you come out with great recipes for adults and kids, and you get to have a little bit of fun watching the show with the kids and then also having, including them in your cook, cooking and in the kitchen, which is the base foundation for it all. Okay. So it's Wicked Healthy YouTube. So people can go to that. And I just posted it in the comment section. Now we're going to take a quick break on Voice America Radio, but we're going to stay live on Facebook. We're here with Derek Sarno. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. 
Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. We are here with Derek Sarno, the one and only co-founder of Wicked Healthy with his brother, as well as Wicked Kitchen. They are taking Europe and the United States by storm with their meat alternatives and a lot of it is based on mushrooms from what oh, I see. Yes. So tell in- us about that because there's a lot of people who feel that mushrooms are the key to farmers transitioning from uh, meat to plant-based products yes. and that it has a consistency of meat. So tell us about how mushrooms work in your entire organization. Yeah, this is what we chatted about. I think the first time we talked, yeah. Jane, is mushrooms. So I'm a huge, huge pusher of mushrooms or component, however, using them. Uh, I've been developing all different new techniques and how to cook them, how to really bring out their the best qualities of mushrooms and not just exotics, but regular, although the, the exotic mushrooms, and I don't mean exotic like crazy out there, but the ones that aren't so well known here and they're more grown in Asia, which we're starting to get more here, the, the brown oyster mushrooms, the maitake mushrooms, the lion's mane, amazing, amazing mushrooms, super medicinal, super good for you, good for the brain. It's part of the, one of the only foods that are really good for the mind and the brain uh, and so full of vitamins and nutrients. Why wouldn't we be cooking these things, right? Yeah. The growing of them, you can grow them in, in closed places, it's, it much reminds me of like a chicken factory because I've had to go in slaughterhouses for my job in the past. And seeing the two comparatively, there's no reason why we can't transition certain farms into growing mushrooms and be a lot. It's so much more sustainable. It requires way less water. It, it's just the natural common sense solution, I feel, is bringing mushrooms to the center. And the, the texture and the quality of the actual mushrooms and how meaty it is, it is amazing. Absolutely. And of course, uh, you know about uh, Renee King Sonnen of Rowdy Girl Sanctuary and her ranchers advocacy program where she's trying to help ranchers who are also trapped in the system. Um, They're being factory farmed too, put in onerous loans, subjected to disease, making very little. 
they want out. And so yeah. she's helping uh, them transition from chicken farming specifically to mushroom farming, uh, per example. Now, when we talk about the moral bankruptcy of this society, um, anytime I get another news release about animals, it always makes me just wonder how humans can create something so morally bankrupt. Now, China's multi-story hog hotels elevate industrial farms to new levels. So now this is a Reuters story that just came down that they're now putting uh, 13-story hog building farms. This apparently was tried with two or three floors in Europe, but now China moves ahead with industrialized agriculture is creating 13-story hog farms. These are basically torture chambers for animals raped into existence. I hate to be blunt, but that is the truth. They're not making love in these factory farms. And then um, abducted from their mothers and then tortured, castrated without anesthesia, et cetera, kept in crates the size of their bodies and then killed. This is all for bacon, your the, the hot dog you order at the baseball game, completely unnecessary and cancer-causing products. Um, and yet when you talk to people about it, uh, they don't want to look at it. And we can see, as I think Ingrid Newkirk said, we can see the horrors of the past and know when something, and wonder how is it that, that people put up with human slavery? How is it that people stood by while other humans were being exterminated? How is it that um, those people allowed that to happen? And of course that old famous saying, the only thing that's required for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. But when you read about something this morally reprehensible that is stomach churning in its monstrosity, how is it that people can look at that, like perhaps even the writer of the article and call it a hotel, yeah. you know, a hog hotel, and not come to terms with how, how cruel and evil it is? Do you have any, yeah. like, as you do all these good things, good catch and wicked healthy, you know, trying to bring compassionate, healthy, environmentally create, correct, environmentally yeah, strong I'm, foods to the table. How do we deal with that? Yeah, I mean, that is what we face with every day, right? Waking up and not understanding why the world hasn't changed already. It's really difficult, but it's something we all have to deal with and we can't be well, I can't be the one just out there telling people what to do. They have to decide on them on their own for it to last. So like you, I really want everything to change as quick as possible. And I feel like, you know, the, the guy talking about the, who wrote that article, there's a large disconnect between what you're putting in your mouth, what you see and what you don't see. Like you said, and a lot of people just want to turn a blind eye to it. And I mean, the only thing I can do is feel compassion for them and just continue to do what I do and not be swayed or stop doing it, you know, and to really encourage other people to do the right thing. Well, I always talk about the law of unintended consequences and this coronavirus is the law of unintended consequences. Yeah. The big news here in the United States regarding industrialized food, animal production is that a lot of these slaughterhouse workers are coming down with coronavirus. It's happening all over the place. The union leaders sound like animal rights activists are like, this isn't an essential business, people. Uh, we can eat our vegetables and stop risking these workers' lives. And in a lot of ways, it's, I would call it food racism. It's people at the lowest rung of a societal order who really can't choose what their uh, job is going to be. That's why they're working in a slaughterhouse to begin with. 
uh, you won't see very many born and bred Americans who uh, um, uh, are working those slaughter lines. And it's primarily people of color. And um, and the union leaders are saying this. They are they are dying. They're getting coronavirus and they're risking their lives. And indeed, there was a New York Times article about one of them dying. So um, do you think the law of unintended consequences is definitely it's changing the equation? You know, we I I look at this whole thing as a play. We don't know if we're in act one, act two or act three. I I have a feeling we're we're heading toward the end of act one and maybe starting act two. But um, does that give you any hope that at least um, people are waking up to the fact that hey, people are risking their lives to go in there and kill these animals, which would be hard enough under any circumstances, but much less when we've got this this plague that is is wiping people out and you're ensconced in your home and ordering this food in and thinking, well, you know, I'm a good person. I'm not doing anything wrong, but you're, you're not only co-signing the torture of animals, but now you're putting human beings in risk of death. Yeah, I mean... It's freaking, <laughs> it's crazy. I don't understand. I don't, yeah. All I can say is that's absolutely crazy. And I don't understand how people don't, or what I think is gonna, they're gonna do is really make that connection between the food that they're eating. You have to, right? You, it has to be out there. But the, the government and the media needs to write more stories on the connection. I don't see a lot of that. It's not on the major news channels. You know, except for this, when people start dying, that's when they start talking about. It. They don't talk about the animals dying and that connection. That is what I would like to see more of, so it's communicated more clearly to people. All right, we've got another caller. We've got Lindsay on hold from California. Lindsay, your question or thought for Derek Sarno of Wicked Healthy Kitchen. I have a question about good catch. I'm hoping that it becomes more available in more restaurants. Um, for example, I'm not restaurants, I'm sorry, in more, uh, grocery stores like Ralph's, is there a chance that happening soon? Yes. Thank you for the question. Great, great question. Lindsay. Um, it is right now. I don't know exactly every store that it's in, but I know we started off in Whole Foods. It's in a lot of, uh, online deliveries, Thrive Market and a bunch of other grocery stores. But, um, being from the UK, I haven't kept up on it, but I know that the team is hard at work and really we have a lot of stuff going. The new the new factory that was just built in Ohio, I think it is, where the manufacturing is, is running, we're getting ready to build up enough to really supply the whole country and the globe. So it's going to be out there a lot more. And the good, great thing about it is it's not just going to be the tuna in the packet that we sell now. It's going to be different products and new exciting items that are, could be in the freezer and fresh section. So there's a lot, a lot to look forward to with that. That's super exciting uh, because seafood is a big part of the problem. When it comes to climate change, we are overfishing the oceans. And if there's a product that tastes very similar, I mean, sometimes the products taste, I was never a big fan of fish to begin with. Sometimes yeah. the products taste so much like fish. I'm like, I can't have this. It's yeah, yeah. too fishy. But there's a great happy medium. There's some uh, tuna alternatives that are just sweet spot. It's perfect. You get that tuna feeling, but obviously mm. without the fish, without the cruelty, without all the, the uh, problems with consuming fish, and yeah. especially tuna at the high end of the, uh, uh, you know, what do they yeah, call yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, if, and if, 
If you yeah. can eat food that tastes good and makes you feel good and is good for the environment, I mean, you're winning on all, all points, right? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I mean, it's so logical right now that it really blows my mind that the powers that be, uh, the best and the brightest, which I always point out was a sarcastic, ironic title. It was like, look at the best and the brightest. They brought us the Vietnam War with their arrogance, uh, but they don't see it. And there's this cognitive dissonance and the, the cognitive dissonance is protected with willful blindness. And the, the whole point is to poke holes through the willful blindness and see if yeah. you can get through. Um, I don't know if using the addiction metaphor, uh, because I am 25 years sober, uh, recovering alcoholic, if uh, this is the bottom for our society. Um, yeah. Or it has to maybe experience something even more dire. You'd think that this would be enough to have people wake up. And it's so funny. I always use my own neighborhood as sort of um, a gauge. I mean, I'm living in California. This is a very progressive area. And it's a I'm near Venice. So it's like the progressive of the progressive. And yet I could say to some of my neighbors, some of them whom are lawyers and other educated people, hey, you know, this all began in a slaughterhouse. And they'll say it did. Yeah, And I'm exactly. like, whoa. And that's because the advertiser-based mainstream media isn't talking about that. Now, due to a combination of politics makes strange bedfellows, you have the conservative Republicans and Cory Booker, a Democrat from New Jersey who was a presidential contender uh, until he dropped out, getting together to say ban the live markets. And uh, for whatever their Obviously, Cory Booker is a vegan. He's doing it, I think, uh, for a very valid reason. The other side may be doing it for political reasons, but any port in a storm, at least they're talking about the wet markets. But I noticed that the coverage uh, was was paltry, even when 60 members of Congress signed on to ban, to tell the World Health Organization to, to ban live markets. There wasn't a lot of coverage of that. So yeah. um, it's really um, astounding that and it all goes back to the advertisers. It all goes back to the fact that the advertisers are the 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 base of our system is meat, dairy, pharmaceuticals. They need people to eat this food so they get sick, so they can sell them the cholesterol lowering pills and the erectile dysfunction pills and do the stent operations and all of that. So um yeah, the system. it's it's a um you know I it it really, I don't know whether to, to experience frustration or try to look at the really big picture. And the really oh. big picture is that our system is completely unsustainable. And this is a, it's a crumbling of the system to a certain degree. We will have to see how yeah. it plays out. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I totally agree. And you need that frustration to to fire the fuel to actually change something, right? It's just the how we go about and changing it. But you're right. It's an absolutely crazy situation we're in and where we have to watch it all happen. And they're not changing fast enough. And the wet markets, I mean, it's a no-brainer to shut that shit stuff, shut it down. It's just not it's not happening fast enough. Not for me, anyways. It's just and being here, it just makes me need to do what I can the only thing I can do, which is show how to cook more plants and be pro plants. So showing how exciting and amazing these plants and mushrooms are that we can cook and show you the, the way to do it without them. I mean, that's our role at Wicked and Good Catch and everything is like here, we, we are doing something about it. Here it is. 
we just need you to see this and you know purchase the vegan items over the animal products it's it's all going to come down to purchase and consumer awareness yeah and uh we have breaking news another meat processing plant closes in the US due to covid-19 pandemic um and uh we have uh Smithfield Foods, which is owned by a Chinese company, by the way, it's not an American company, issued a statement that its Sioux Falls, South Dakota facility will remain closed until further notice due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It is one of the largest pork producing facilities in the United States. The news follows closures of meat processors in Iowa and Pennsylvania that have also shut their doors because of sick employees. So right there, you're seeing the law of unintended consequences. You know, it's ironic that, for example, the Pope has said that um, this is Mother Nature responding to climate change. And yet the Pope was asked to go vegan by Genesis Butler. And she made a pilgrimage to Rome and to the Vatican and spoke to the, you know, reached out in some way, shape or form. He got the message. He chose to give up gossip instead. This was just this past year. (laughs) Yeah. you know, when I look at it and I see what has to happen for society to change when it's doing something morally bankrupt, for example, if you use, and don't get offended, people, I will use examples of persecution of humans uh, mm. because, A, um, it's an appropriate example. Oppression is oppression. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, when one of us is oppressed, all of us is oppressed. All of yes. us are oppressed. But if you look what it took, for human slavery to end, it took a civil war. If you see what it took for uh, to to eradicate Nazism, it took World War II. Um, and so, this could be, you know, our our moment where we have to, if if there isn't going to be a war about it, which certainly we are nonviolent and we don't believe in. Uh, in violence to achieve our goals. I mean, that's the irony is that people say sometimes, well, you're so belligerent and you're so loud. And it's like, nobody's ever been killed. No human has ever been killed. No animal's ever been killed as a result of an animal rights uh, protest action, period. We may be nonviolently uh, confrontational in the sense that we're putting information in people's faces that they don't want to hear. But maybe this is nature doing for us that we what we could not do for ourselves, Derek. I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, it doesn't make sense in this day and age with this pandemic to be even raising animals to slaughter them to kill them. I mean, why would we waste the time to raise the food to feed the animals? It's even in the regular non-pandemic before this happened, it didn't make sense. It even, it makes less sense now. All right, we've got one more caller, Leanne on hold. Leanne, your question or thought for Derek Sarno of Wicked Healthy Kitchen one of the leading vegan entrepreneurs in the world. I wanted to find out what's happening in the UK regarding dairy. And I wanted to find out if you're familiar with the Switch for Good campaign out of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, thanks for the question. I'm, I'm not that familiar with the Switch for Good, but I know there's a lot of different campaigns out there. You know, Earthling Ed, if you've heard of him, he, of he runs a lot of the stuff in the UK. Amazing, amazing I mean, I love that guy, the way he talks about it all. It's very level-headed. And he and and so many of the community there, they're definitely pushing 
for it, you know, and the, the pro even the products like Oatly, which is an amazing product, right. And their whole, you know, ditch milk, not, not milk. It's amazing. Like, I, I don't know what's happening in the, U in the UK as far as that stuff. Honestly, my thing is like, I try, I don't read a lot. I don't watch a lot of, uh, I don't read a lot of the news. I don't watch a lot of news. I really focus on what I'm doing to develop foods that are vegan. So I, I'll apologize for not knowing the world, what's going on, except for what's happening right now to me and being stuck in the house. But Jump forward. What do yeah. you see? Let's leave the coronavirus uh, details aside for a second, although obviously it's a factor. But what do you see five years from now? Like, okay, I've been vegan 23 years. I wish I had my vegan date the way I have my sobriety date, but it's about 23 years, 20, maybe even 24. Um, and uh, I go into a restaurant. There was nobody there. I knew the waiter. I knew the chef. I knew the maitre d'. I knew everybody because it was such a small community. Now I well, up, up until the virus, I couldn't get a table. Like you, you yeah. try to go to yeah. uh, one of these hot restaurants. Well, the you crossroads, know, amazing. Yeah, right? crossroads, uh, gracias, Madre, uh, all these places. So, where do you see um, veganism? Let's say in five years down the road, because you know when people talk about a vegan world, it's not necessarily like black or white. Like there's going to be vegan police officers checking your belt to see if it's leather. It would be more of a shift where when you go into a restaurant, the outlier is maybe animal products and maybe even those are lab grown. And the main dishes are plant-based 100%. And we're even seeing, we've even seen some of these in LA where they didn't even know they were a vegan restaurant, especially with juice bars. And I was standing in this juice bar and I looked around and I, it was a huge line and I was like, oh my God, this is a vegan restaurant. They don't even know it because yeah. it was all plant-based just accidentally. Yeah. I think it's naturally going to happen and it's happening now in the past couple of years, it has really boomed even in grocery and retail. You can look there. People are starting to get more, you know, in the UK, for example, there's finally food that we can have and eat and go shop for it and bring home to eat. And the restaurant business here and in the UK and everywhere, the more and more vegan vegan-specific restaurants are coming, but it's these other people who are getting on board, which is what we want, which is the mainstream restaurants. They're all adding the Beyond Burger, the Impossible Burger. They're adding certain dishes. More and more menus are having plant-based sections, not just like gluten-free or this or that. They're, they're really calling out the vegan and the plant-based applications. So I think it's only going to get better and more of it. And we're going to start seeing, I mean, my prediction is we're going to see a lot more mushroom dishes becoming mains because I feel like that's the all natural meat alternative. Whereas you have, you know, the, the processed more beyonds and the impossible style for the meat and different companies doing that. There will be an opening for more healthier plant-based whole food styles. I, I absolutely agree with you and I can't wait to see it happen. I think we're going to take one more very short break and we're going to be back with Derek Sarno of Wicked Healthy Kitchen. We're so honored. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sustainable success 
is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. We are here with uh, one and only Derek Sarno, who with his brother has created this empire of plant-based foods, changing the world, partnering with Tesco, work with Whole Foods, Wicked Healthy Kitchen. Uh, you can go to Wicked Healthy YouTube and cook vegan stuff up with your kids. There's a million ways to go. Uh, you can read their books. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling how you're operating on so many levels. By the way, we have a Natasha Beckles watching from London. Tell us about London. And I was last there in 2015, um, and uh, it was vegan-ish, but it wasn't apparently the vegan hotspot that it's become since yeah. then. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I miss being home in London. I, I am an American, but I do, I've been there for three and a half years now and I love it. I love it. My head is down working my tail off and I just love that. It keeps me inspired. And the fact that Tesco and the, the leadership team there really embrace the whole plant-based future of food and what we're doing. I mean, it's, it's heartwarming and it's amazing. And all the community, the traders, the traders, meaning like all the restaurants and the pop-ups and the food trucks, it's the community is amazing just as it is here in, in LA and in Arizona and across the U S it's just growing and growing. And it's so exciting to see. Yeah. But it, are there more vegan restaurants in London that have popped up since 2015? Cause I heard that it eclipsed yes, Berlin as the most vegan city, which I find hard to believe. Cause yeah. I was in Berlin. Uh, I forget, but I was blown away. I first, I started trying to take photographs of every vegan restaurant. I gave up because it was like, I have hundreds of photos and I've only gone a few. It was, <laughs> it was almost like, what? I couldn't yeah. believe it. East yeah. Berlin is a vegan Mecca. But then somebody told me, no, London's even more vegan than Berlin. I was like, I find that hard to believe. I, <laughs> I want to be wrong though. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I haven't been to Berlin yet. Sorry, I haven't been able to travel much other than back and forth from the US to the to London. But I mean, London has so much to offer, so many amazing choices there. It's, I don't know about the Berlin bit, but I do know there's tons of stuff in London. 
So it's accelerating. We've got somebody watching from Quebec and there's a huge movement in Canada as well. I think that it's super important that we all connect the dots. Agreed. This is a global movement and we also support the veganomy, which is a phrase that's come up recently. Try to have your dollars spent with somebody or a company that's not going to use it to slaughter animals. So I have a vegan uh, bookkeeper for our nonprofit, Jane Unchained News Network, which is a 501c3. We have a vegetarian accountant. We're working on him. <laughs> um, we have, uh, I have, uh, I take piano lessons. I use a vegan piano teacher. Um, I am trying to, a hairdresser, vegan, a handyman, vegan. So the reason I do that is, A, it's great to have people in my life with whom I agree. Now, when non-vegans come in from time to time, I will give them books um, mm. and other things and use that as an opportunity to try to let them know. And a lot of times what's really fascinating is some of the people you'd expect to be the least interested are the most interested. Like some guy here in fixing my plumbing and he goes, yeah, I'll take that book. My wife tells me that I got to lose weight and I got to, and um, this, that, and the other. Yeah. I've been thinking about this and I'm like, great. So yeah. every opportunity, the other thing that I need to do that I know PETA suggested is to put a sign out. Uh, my neighbors already know all about me and a lot of them <laughs> roll their eyes and do a quick, you know, <laughs> turn of the heels when they see me coming, but to put a sign out and say, you know, uh, eating animals, still just a personal choice you know, or yeah, some kind yeah. of thought provoking and then take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. Like yeah. for those who are at home thinking, I can't do anything. There's a zillion things, food hacks. I invented something just out of necessity. I had one apple and I had some chickpeas and I put them together with some onion and uh, a little lemon juice and uh, veginase. And it was delicious. It was kind of like a- It's like a Waldorf salad. Sort of. Yeah, it was like a Waldorf salad. And so you could take a picture of that and put it on. You can, I mean, there's a million things to do. We, we can't ever feel defeatist. That I think is the uh -huh. most important thing as we move forward, Derek. And, and you're the leading example of that. I mean, if anybody had reason to think, oh my God, this is a lot of stuff. It'd be you. You're juggling so many different enterprises at once, but you're cool as a cucumber. I don't think that's <laughs> just... Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to take pictures of food and post them on, on Instagram or anything, go on to vegan sites and support them by making nice comments and just talking about them that and thanking them for supporting. Just like uh, the healthcare workers and all the people in the grocery store. I mean, there's so many people really trying to support the everybody and do the right thing, you know. So there's always that. And th I don't think there's a shortage of work to do. There's plenty to be done. So. So as we wrap up, we only have a couple of minutes. Give us a recap of your of your food products that you offer for sale. So all the Wicked Kitchen items that are into in Tesco, we sell you know ready meals, we sell pizzas, we sell salads, we sell sandwiches, we have instant noodle pots, we have a line of spices. You can find all of that at wickedkitchenfoods.com. And you can see all the products. You can see I talk about the innovation there. We can we talk about all about the company of Wicked Kitchen. We have wickedhealthyfood.com, which is our Wicked Healthy website based in the U.S. And that is just a support for the community. And it has all kinds of blogs and recipes and stories. 
And if people want to get your products in any way, shape, or form in the United States, and I'm talking good, about food products. Yeah, Good Catch is the only thing we can have in the United States now, but we are working on our other company, which will be in the U.S., which will be a wicked food company. So that is coming soon. We just had a call before our call. I was talking about that. So we're getting ready to present that to a few big big wigs. So. And then Good Catch, where could we get that? Uh, and that? And what are the product lines on Good Catch? So Good Catch, I think we have three different flavors of the tuna in pouches available. And I know it's available in Whole Foods because I've seen it here. And I know it's available on Thrive Market. And I know it's available in other ones. But you might want to go onto goodcatchfoods.com to find out where they are because they are all over the place. And let me ask you about deliveries, because one of the things now is that if things are in pouches and they're non-perishable in some way, shape, yeah. or form, or they have a long shelf life or this, that, and the other, you can order them. Uh, can you yeah. tell us about that? So the Good Catch products are in pouches and they are long, stable shelf life. So that's a great product to stock up on. Um, some of the Wicked Health, the Wicked Kitchen products, some of them are shelf stable, some of them are super fresh. So. I mean, we, you know, we want you to cook first. So we teach how to cook and that's what we do on Wicked Healthy. All right. So Wicked, uh, the good catch, the pouch, yeah. that's not yeah. refrigerated. Can you just give us that last? No, no, that's, that's shelf stable. So that's not refrigerated, ambient, however you want to say it. So that is great. It's just like tuna, but it's vegan tuna. <laughs> I love it. And now, so where would I go to say, I want... I mean, actually, I do. I would love to have, I've got a loaf of bread and I've got nothing yeah, to yeah. except cashew butter. Where would I go to get a good catch tuna pouch that is non-perishable to deliver? Right. Oh, to deliver, probably Thrive Market. Okay, great. Think, okay, right? yeah. Mine, Thrive Market, and a couple other ones. I d goodcatchfoods.com will have all the information. I don't want to give the wrong because I know no, it's available no, more. I'm Google. wondering, okay, my shopping, just like everybody else, our shopping uh, habits are changing as a result of this crisis. Yeah. I wasn't a big food orderer. I actually would like, I'd like to go to the grocery store and walk around. I don't know why. I never yeah, have time, but something in me, I think it was because I grew up in Manhattan and the idea of a supermarket that's not like this is still interesting yeah, to yeah. me. But um, now I'm starting to order in bulk. Like yeah. I could order in bulk and take one trip. So I hope that there's a way to order these tuna pouches in bulk. I'll get 50 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Just try it. I mean, Whole Foods also, and they have Amazon working with them. So got it. All right. Derek, you are amazing. I, I want to thank you for taking this hour with us. I know you're a very busy man, extremely busy, super efficient, super smart because you're eating all those mushrooms that you're cooking up. <laughs> and it's uh, Wicked Healthy Foods, Wicked Kitchen. They're all over the place, online, uh, on YouTube. Check them out and support them. Support Good Catch available here in the United States. And carry on. Keep vegan and carry on. Throughout this crisis, we're going to emerge stronger than ever, I know, thanks to people like you and your brother. Uh, just such an honor having you on, and uh, we'll be in touch. It was an honor. Thank you very much, you guys. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.